those are not the muscles for shuffling your magic deck. Hello. You're listening to Good Bad Show. My name is Andy. And I'm Matt. And this is a podcast where sometimes I forget to plan an intro. <laughs> is that why you showed up at 6.07 and not 6? You needed seven minutes to plan and you still forgot? I am tightly booking my, my social engagements today. 6.07 was exactly the time I walked in the door. Boom. Immediately recording a podcast. The dog is staring at me quizzically. Yeah, sure. That's what I. That's what Susanna just talked to me about. She was like, hey, did you feed the cat? No, I've got, I got work and then I got podcasts. The cat gets fed at 7.30. This is this is important stuff. Something tells me the cat will be okay for the cat is pawing around on my feet. So we'll see. Oh, but the cat doesn't get fed till seven thirty anyway. What what is his what is his problem? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. He knows the rules. Do you feed the cat once a day, twice a day? How many times do you feed the cat? Twice a day. And does Ridley just eat that food right up? Is he like waiting for the food and then nom 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 eats it all up? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Is that typical for cats? I don't really know much about cats. Uh, I've only had the one cat, so I don't know what to tell you. I know mm. what's typical for mm. my cat. Mm. Actually, that's not true. I've had two. We've had two cats. One was like a we cat sat for a while, so we have some other cat experience. But it was an old cat and didn't care about food as much, so I don't know. I feel like a lot of times I go into a house with cats and there's just bowls of food, full of food sitting around, as if the cats don't care and they eat whenever they want. No, Arlo will do that. The dog will do that, but not the cat. Really? Yeah. What's Arlo's deal? Uh, she will just let food sit around for a long time. Sometimes she'll let it sit around for like hours and then just decide all of a sudden it's going to be time to eat. Do you not have a cat eating the dog food situation? No, cat doesn't touch the dog food. Well, here's the thing. The dog food is pretty big and the cat has teeth problems. At this point, it's down to mostly just the front teeth. I don't think Ridley's going to chew through that dog food. Hmm. Be pretty challenging. This is what people tune in for, right? Yeah. So what you got to do is you got to put your cat food on a high surface where the dog can't get it. And you got to put your dog food at a low surface, but at a scale at which the cat can't eat it. <laughs> at dog scale. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, oh, and make sure to really mess up your, your cat's teeth so it can't get in there. Yeah. That wasn't really part of the plan, but I mean, it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, I have half a mind just to talk about pocket casts tonight. That wasn't the plan. <clears throat> oh, hey, look, I told you about a thing that I liked and you really liked it. Ooh, I told boy. Andy today about a podcast app called Pocket Cast which is the best one, and then turns out it is the best one. I am... So here's the thing. We're not going to talk about Pocket Cast tonight. It's not the topic, but I do want to touch yeah. on it briefly. I feel like Pocket Cast is like a bit of an underdog in the podcast app community, and I'm curious if you feel the same way. This is not borne out by looking at uh, like the number of five-star ratings, which I think is a good indicator, generally speaking, of the usage of an app, like how many people have rated yeah. it. And it has as many ratings as any other podcast app, but my, I feel, I feel like people don't talk about pocket casts. Do you feel the same way? I do feel that way. I feel like I'm, uh, of all my friends, I'm the guy telling them to go use it. I'm not getting recommendations from other people to use it. So I don't know about that, but it does seem like an underdog. I think because they don't have, like Overcast has a celebrity developer to talk about, and then people can talk about it for them and talk about it on their podcasts and such, but... Yeah, I don't really hear uh, I don't hear Pocket Cast mentioned elsewhere. Yeah, I was a I was a Castro man myself, uh, but I recently fixed my persistent phone problems, which I think we talked about briefly on this show. But I was mm-hmm. basically without a cell phone, without cell phone service for like almost two whole months, where my phone would only work on Wi-Fi. Which okay, that's a whole other thing we could talk about someday because this is a very interesting experience, and I'm surprised it didn't have more of an encumbrance on my life. But that just goes to show you how often I am within the safe confines of a Wi-Fi network. It's most yeah. of the time in my life I'm on right. a Wi-Fi network. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I was never an Overcast person because I 
think it's confusing and not well designed. Oops, I said it. Sorry. Uh, and I like that it's independent developer and all that gets cool. But uh, but yeah, I think that's part of it. I think you're right. Like the person that makes Overcast has a podcast of their own, which is very popular. And they have friends with lots of other very popular podcasters. And so it makes you think that's the good one. But I don't think it is. I don't think it's a good one. Mainly I stuck with Pocket Cast because it, uh, it syncs on all the platforms. You can have it on your phone and you can pause the thing and then you can go sit at your computer and you can listen to it there. That's a huge feature that yeah. not a lot of things have. Yeah, that's a very good feature. And the app is very good. I'm very impressed yeah. with it. Yeah. The, the Mac app and the mobile app. There's, there's a couple. You can even have, you can even make smart playlists, which is a very rare feature for podcast apps. Uh, you can make you can filter all your Doughboys episodes into only those that are downloaded and unplayed, which is something that I think is important. There you go. Get mm-hmm. all those un, get all those downloaded unplayed Doughboys. Yeah, you got to listen some. I don't want to listen to the Doughboys I already listened to. Well, maybe I do, but you know, I've already listened to the four Taco Bell ones. I got to listen to the fifth Taco Bell one that is unplayed. It's it's interesting to me how much I will tolerate like mild inconvenience in my life. Like I think it's I think it's a character flaw actually that like I'll just kind of tolerate things that are mildly inconvenient to the point that I don't ever fix them and don't ever realize how much better life could be. I mean mm-hmm. just just in recent history I can enter two things into evidence. One, no cell phone service for two months. That's yeah <laughs> a little more than a mild inconvenience. But I was like, oh, but biking down to the Verizon store that seems terrible. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> didn't fix that for a long time. And then uh, two. I spend so many hours a week listening to podcasts. Like, I think I probably listen to, like, conservatively 20 hours of podcasts every single week. Uh, Mm -hmm. And yet, I never really took the time to, like, pay attention to my podcast listening setup, to my rig. And uh, Pocket Casts can make my life way better. I can feel it already. Day one. And I'm like, oh, man, this is a billion times better. Hey, there you go. You're welcome. Here's what I was doing before, Matt. I was just listening on my phone everywhere. Taking mm. my headphones out of my computer at the office, plugging them into my phone when I wanted to listen to a podcast, and that was how I did it. And that's barbaric. It's like it's yeah. an animal thing to do. That stopped working for me once I got the iPhone that doesn't have the headphone plug anymore. This is what happened and, to me too. Just yeah, to, just yesterday. Now you can't. I back back before the future when you could charge your phone and listen to a thing at the same time. Mm, that's that, the past. That was fine. Don't talk about that. No, that's yeah, that was the, that was the past. That was primitive. back when things were better. Uh, yeah, you know. Back, back in the 1950s when you could charge your phone. But now that you can't charge your phone anymore, uh, you're going to need to have some sort of podcasting app with your other pair of headphones that plug into your laptop to listen to that one. Because you can charge your laptop and listen to a podcast, but you're not allowed to charge your phone and listen to a podcast. And then sometimes you forget to plug your podcast in at night, and so you wake up with 20% battery, and you're already on low battery power mode. Are you really going to waste that on podcasts when you're not allowed to charge it? Yeah, man. I don't know. It's a real conundrum. I don't know what to do. So anyway, Pocket Cast is there to save you because you got to be charging your phone during the day because you forget to plug it in at night, and then you bring your second headphones to listen to the Doughboys. <laughs> your Doughboys headphones. Yes. Your Doughphones. You got to bring your Doughboys headphones, and then you got to bring your walk-in home headphones, which are also Doughboys headphones, but they're just different <laughs> Doughboys headphones. I think all your headphones are Doughboys headphones is what it sounds sometimes, like. Sometimes they are. It depends, it depends on if they're on a kick. Here's the thing, Andy. Sometimes you get into a podcast, and... There are eight episodes, or there are hundreds of episodes. If there are hundreds of episodes, you can keep that kick going for a long time. It's not like listening to a serial or something. Yeah, my experience, I've definitely had that experience of discovering a new podcast and being like, I'm going to plow through the entire back catalog of this podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. But I usually do that. That usually falls like second priority to listening to my shows that I like every week that come out. And I listen to so many every week 
that it's very difficult to find the time to really binge the back catalog of something. So like I, I worked my way through the entire Roderick on the line back catalog, which I probably started listening around like, I don't know, episode 80 or 90, but it took me like mm-hmm. two years to go back and listen to those additional 90 episodes because I was uh, so far had so little time. Uh, yeah. Similar thing happened with Spontaneous Nation. I think I joined Spontaneous Nation around episode 100, and I'm still not all the way through the back catalog. I still have, I think, the first 20 episodes or so to uh, to listen to. Yeah, sure. Are you? Do you tolerate these inconveniences in life and refuse to fix them? Some of them I absolutely do, yeah. Like, I've had a bro- broken phone screen for a while. There's, like, a couple... I don't know, like, I just recently went to the dentist for the first time in a while. That's a thing that I could tolerate. How long is a while? Oh, like a year. Oh, that's not that long. <laughs> Wait, no. Two years. Definitely two years. I'm, I'm on about two years right now, but I had a bad experience with my previous dentist, and I'm... I'm scarred i don't want to go back to the dentist again yeah yeah i feel like i want to say every six months that sounds good but then it comes around and you're like i don't know nothing hurts everything's fine i brush my teeth twice uh twice a day what what's gonna happen and then here's the here's the problem i do go two years later they clean my teeth and they're like well you're fine i mean you should come in more often but everything's fine Mm. no they don't give you a good reason yeah not really they uh they say yeah you have no cavities uh you had some plaque build up but we took it off, so you're fine now. Brush your teeth twice a day and floss. And you're like, oh, I do that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Come in every six months. Like, okay, I'll come in every six months. And then six months pass, and maybe I do, maybe I don't. We'll see. Must be nice mm-hmm. not to have cavities every time you go to the dentist. I did get told I probably have to have my wisdom teeth taken out soon, though. Well, it must Turns be nice I- to be 30 years old and still have your wisdom teeth. I here's the thing, Andy. I thought they were pulled because I remember being a teenager and having some teeth pulled, and I don't remember clarity on which teeth. Oh, you were abducted by aliens, and they did scientific experiments on you and made it seem like it was your wisdom teeth getting pulled out. That's the only that's Occam's razor right there, baby. Yeah, I knew I had some teeth pulled. I just assumed wisdom. The dentist told me no, they were different teeth. You still have your wisdom teeth. Well, okay. I guess I got to get them pulled. That's why you're. That's why you're so wise. Yeah, I have a good friend that does not tolerate any even minor inconvenience in his life, uh, which sometimes I make fun of him of, or sometimes I make fun of him for, but most of the time, it's just a very good trait to have. Like, anything that goes wrong, anything that's off, so he like, comes over to my house and he's like, oh, you know, this little thing here would look better if you just took this old trim off from this old screen door that hasn't been on here in, since you owned the place. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, that would take five minutes and it would look a lot nicer. And then I just continued doing whatever I was doing because I just uh, I tolerate so many little, little inconveniences all the time. And then yeah. I even have these moments pretty regularly, these like revelatory moments where I get my phone fixed or I try a new podcast app for the first time in five years. Uh, or another example is like, we just had all of our pans in a stack for like two years we moved into this house. Just all of our cast iron pans stacked up in a big pile because mm-hmm. I was like, well, why would we put like a temporary pot rack up if we're just going to redo the kitchen in 15 years? Like it doesn't seem worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then one day, like I think Hillary basically like had enough of me and she was like, look, hang, something, hang those pots up, please. And I went to the Home Depot and I was like, no, nah, Hillary can't tolerate the pots in a pile. She sure is a softie. And then mm-hmm. I hung the pans up and I was like, this is a billion times better. This cost $23 and took an hour of my time. Why did I not do this two years ago? But yeah. uh, I keep having these moments, but it doesn't change, doesn't change me, man. I still am who no. I am. I'm still the same way. Actually, I thought of two other good examples. Haircuts. I always wait to the very last second to get a haircut. Like, I can feel it and be like, nah, this is too long. I don't like it anymore. I want to do it. Then I wait a month. Mm. And then I'm annoyed. And I only go when I'm really, really annoyed by hair in my face. See, that changed uh, for me when I found a 
hairdresser that I really liked, I guess, coming up on like three years ago. Uh, okay. And I like this woman a lot, and so I had to schedule every six weeks. Go and see, go and see Markeisha. Get my hair cut. Uh, that is that, nice. That's good. I like that. I ritual. just, I still, I still, I find it awkward the whole situation. Like I just, I don't like sitting quietly while someone cuts my hair. I don't like doing small talk when someone cuts my hair. Like there's no, there's no situation where I like it. I don't like yeah, talking I about really my life, and I don't like not talking about my life. <laughs> I really hated it too for a long time, and I think I mean first of all, finding somebody you actually like who you don't mind making the dumb small talk with, I think is, mm-hmm. is kind of key. Uh, I think part of it is like, as somebody who works in client services on the services side so often, I have so much like probably misplaced and projected empathy on the person cutting my hair. Where I'm just like, oh man, you have to make small talk with every single person that walks in here all the time, and you yeah. always have to be in a good mood because. If you're grumpy once, you get one star review on Yelp, and then no one ever comes to you to get their hair cut because you're the mean hairdresser. Uh, and you're probably like talking about the same thing all day, whatever the latest news story is, or whatever the latest weather thing that happened is. Uh, so that's, I think, do you think that's part of it for you too? That was, that was a big part of it for me until I found somebody I really liked. It, was, it just felt like, ugh, this has to be terrible for you. And I'm like, it's not. She bit. likes it. It's her career. Yeah. She, she enjoys doing it, but I would hate it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But but also just, you know, it's a socially awkward situation, and I'd, I'd prefer just not to be in it. Yeah. You ever consider getting a Flowbee? I don't know what that is. That's the uh, little attachment for your vacuum that cuts your hair to an exact length because it pulls your hair into the vacuum, and then it cuts it so all your hair becomes exactly an inch long or whatever. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's precise. Precision's always good, right? Yeah. I, th- I don't think, I don't think a, a haircut one inch all the way around would look that good here's the other thing with about a floby all that hair just in your vacuum now no cleanup baby well i do i do uh dislike the hair going places so maybe maybe i'll just get bad haircuts so i don't have to deal with hair on my neck Mm. got a solution yeah sure why not yeah all right so i'll just look like a dope forever but no hair on my neck (laughs) do you want to talk about our topic matt yeah, I kind of thought we were talking about minor inconveniences. I thought that was where we're going with this. Oh, really? Minor yeah. inconveniences are what? What would I argue? Are they good or bad? Uh, they're neutral because you don't care about them. <laughs> what? That's the thing is I do care. I cared that my phone was broken. I cared that all of our pans were in a pile. I just like there's something deep inside of me that just like is programmed to tolerate it. And I think kind of has this profound feeling that like it couldn't really be that much better on the other side. Like yeah. having a phone that works isn't that good, right? Like that's the kind yeah. of way my brain works. Yep. Uh, no, Matt. Uh, tonight's topic. It'll be a short one because we've spent 16 minutes talking about nothing. Uh, and you got an appointment at 7:07. I bet. I don't have an appointment at 7:07. I just wanted to. This it's, this uh this topic is a little bit of a confession, Matt. Uh oh. Why do you say, uh-oh? Why are you scared of my confession? What'd you do? <laughs> What'd you hide? Uh, didn't hide anything. We already did follow up about the mail that I was concerned might mm-hmm. look like I had stolen from my neighbor. Followed up about that already. No, uh, here's my confession. So, we're going to talk about CrossFit tonight, Matt. Uh-oh. Why uh-oh again? Why so negative? Why so scared? Because people who do CrossFit only want to talk about CrossFit, and that means if you're doing CrossFit, we're going to have to have a CrossFit podcast forever now. Wow. Wow, Matt. You don't even know if I'm going to say it's good or bad. Maybe I think it's terrible. Oh, well, that would be fine. Then we don't have to talk about CrossFit forever. Here's my confession. I live in a small neighborhood, and 
down the stairs from the entrance to my neighborhood, a mere 60 yards away, is mm-hmm. a CrossFit gym. Okay. I didn't know it was a CrossFit gym, but I knew there was some kind of gym down there because I would oftentimes see people walking around carrying big pieces of metal or truck tires or big thick ropes or something. Got uh, it. I'm, the difference is basically one has equipment and one just has junk around, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, kind, of, I'm kind of taking the taking the piss out of CrossFit because that's a thing they sometimes are known to do. But I've never actually seen people carrying big ropes or car tires. You're like, what, what is this, a, a CrossFit gym or a moving company? I'm not sure. Somebody's moving their collection of anvils. Uh, <laughs> no, so I've seen people like walking around carrying stuff. I've seen sweaty people coming back from wearing their exercise clothes. I never knew what was going on. Uh, and our neighborhood is, there's, uh, how many houses are there? There's 20, there's 42 homes in my little neighborhood. Uh, and it's a small kind of like self-contained neighborhood. So most people kind of know each other. Uh, you get mm-hmm. to like see the same people repeatedly around. Uh, and there's not an overwhelming number of young people in my neighborhood. Like, when we moved in, we were the youngest people in the neighborhood by a fair bit. Uh, and since we moved in, a couple other people kind of like a couple other couples or families in our generation have kind of moved in as well. And now there's like, I don't know, maybe 12 of us or like 14 of us in the neighborhood that are like on the younger side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say like on the younger side is in like not retired, uh, basically. So for a long time, I would see these same two people like walking up and down the stairs to the gym as I was sitting on the porch, usually eating a big sausage or something, (laughs) you know, I was Mm -hmm. eating some like barbecue or whatever. And I would watch these very fit people all sweaty, like walk back from the gym or walk down to the gym, like right past my front yard. So I got a sense to live in the neighborhood, but I didn't really introduce myself and they were younger. I'm sorry. They were younger, not younger than me. They were similar age to, uh, to us, but you know, so they were in that sort of young range in the neighborhood such that we could be friends. But my confession is that I watch these fit people, uh, especially the, it was a couple, especially the guy in their relationship is like this you know, beefy guy, like, you know, big muscles and he's got all these exercise clothes and I watch them, you know, walk back from this gym, you know, all the time. And I just assumed, I was like, yeah, not going to be friends with those people. Like, okay. like they're fit people. They, and I, I honestly, I probably assumed that like, they didn't have that rich of an inner life uh, that the things I was interested in, they were not going to be interested in because they're spending a lot of their time getting fit. And I don't care about that really at all. It's not like a value I have. And I just kind of like drew the same like high school lines in the dirt where I was like, they're the jocks. I'm the nerds. We're not going to get along. So I like never even tried really to like broach a friendship with these people. Uh, interestingly as i'm talking to you right now one of them is right by the window so (laughs) (laughs) so uh and this was like two years like for two years this went this went on i keep seeing these people going to the gym back and forth never bothered talking to them you know occasional friendly highs i'm not being like i'm not cold shouldering them but i'm making no effort to like get to know these people because i assume you know they're not going to be fun people uh and like Nine months ago, uh, we, we are friends with another young couple in the neighborhood who is also friends with this couple. We ended up at a couple, like, parties together. And turns out, these people are great. Like, they're the greatest people ever. And the dude especially is this big, enormous nerd. Like, we talked about Star Trek for hours, uh, like, deep in all the same, like, dumb, nerdy stuff I'm into. Uh, so, like, I just get big, big minus points for, like, judging these people negatively or i mean it's not even i'm not even convinced that i thought they were like bad people like i don't think they were i don't think i thought they were unintelligent 
mm-hmm. I just thought we would have nothing in common. Uh, like yeah. I just projected this assumption there'd be nothing in common between us. You, you saw some muscles and you thought, I, it can't be a fellow keyboard boy like me. Basically, yeah. I was like, those muscles ain't for typing. <laughs> those are not the muscles for shuffling your magic deck. Those are the muscles for doing something cool. Yeah, uh, you have delicate little finger muscles for putting your magic card not one but two sleeves. <laughs> That's right. You do have to double sleeve all your good cards. So anyway, I just assumed we weren't going to get along. It turns out we do get along great, and so we've been friends for the last nine months, and I've been wrestling with my horrible judgment and reflecting on the rest of my life and trying to figure out times in which I've other, other times in which I've unfairly judged people. Uh, and because of rampant health issues in my family, I've also become more and more conscious of my health and wanting to, like, not fall apart as I get older. And I have been getting older and starting to feel, like, creakier. And I've had a couple things happen where it was like, oh, if that had gone just a little different, maybe I would have, like, a bad knee forever. Or maybe I'd be Mm. bad back guy, uh, which are things that I don't want for myself. And so because we're friends with a bunch of young people that go to this gym and it's right down the street from our house, I was like, hey... I'm interested in maybe doing the gym thing. And this was like a month and a half ago. Uh, mentioned this to, to our, my neighbor, our friend, uh, and they graciously kind of brought us on board. And so I've been going to this CrossFit gym, which is a thing I never would have expected six months ago to ever say, because I really like, here, is my, here at least was my attitude about exercise. I don't know where I stand right now. I'm still in the middle of it. I'm at sea. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going because I don't want to die young. Uh, but how I used to feel about exercise was like, I felt like it was kind of a silly thing to do because you like go to the gym and you do this hard work and you build up all these muscles and all this endurance. But the only thing you're using your muscles and endurance for is for the next time you go to the gym, right? Like, unless you Mm -hmm. play like a competitive sport or something, like you're doing all this work just so when you go to the gym next time, you can be better at doing that work, right? Like my feeling was that most of the things you do at a gym are not going to have an effect on your everyday life, right? Uh, yeah. They're just going to make you better at doing the gym next time you do the gym. Because, you know, I like the idea that our bodies kind of, like, adapt to our lifestyles. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, if I have a lifestyle where I, you know, do a lot of gardening and cooking and I'm doing, like, I bike to work every day, like, I like to think that I would be, like, reasonably fit because I'm out there moving my body around and doing stuff. Uh, and I would have, like, you know... I would be healthy enough such that I would never get to a point where I couldn't bike to work because I do it every day. So I would just maintain that level of health forever. And I'm not a doctor. I don't know if that's how that works at all. Probably not. But uh, but yeah, now I'm exercising, Matt. So that's a thing in my life. And honestly, I judged CrossFit as well a little bit harshly. I basically kind of lumped it in as like with both like white people yoga and... Yeah. Uh, what are all the other ones? Uh, PX 100 and uh, Taibo as like a fitness trend that, you know, is caught on for a little while, but is really just, you know, a different way of saying you have to get your heartbeat up and, you know, use your muscles every day in order to be healthy. Uh, and I thought it was kind of like, you know, whatever. But this gym has a great community. The people are all extremely nice. I'm overwhelmed by how nice all these people are, given that I'm this like, hipster idiot that is totally out of shape that can't do anything and everyone's been very generous <laughs> with their time and you know very uh very encouraging even though i'm again some hipster idiot that's terribly out of shape so and the actual crossfit like ethos is kind of compelling uh like their whole thing is that they're doing functional movements right so you go to like 
gold's gym or whatever and everyone's doing barbell curls and like you know bench presses because that's what gives you like the big sexy muscles uh, but mm. they don't really do that at crossfit crossfit is all about like lifting stuff and pulling stuff and pushing stuff and like movements you would otherwise do in your normal life like it's kind of one of its founding principles which yeah. i appreciate a little bit so hmm. i'm not gonna become a person that talks about crossfit because i honestly at this point i don't even know that i like it like I'm not enjoying it yet. I'm going out of a sense of obligation and fear of death. But uh, I definitely judged it harshly. And so may this be, if nothing else, a word of warning to all of you, not to judge uh, people that aren't like you and assume that they're more different than maybe they actually are. Hmm. Well, that's a nice story, Andy. I was a little bit worried that you'd be super into CrossFit all of a sudden, and then we'd have to talk about only that, but... That's nice. I don't know what we would talk about. Like, we'd spend a whole episode talking about kettlebells, and then a whole other episode talking about pull-ups. I don't know. I tend to tune out, so I don't know what these other people are talking about. But it seems like there's a lot of CrossFit talk going on. Well, I'm glad you're exercising. I I don't really do that myself either, but maybe I should. Well, no, I know that I should. Are you Uh, concerned about your body falling apart and becoming a flesh prison that your brain is stuck in and can't do anything useful? Uh, I haven't been, but now I'm not 20 anymore, so maybe I should be at some point soon. Yeah, maybe I'm prematurely afraid of it, but, you know, like, like I said, I I thought that biking to work every day would keep me in shape, and turns out, no, turns out bicycles are very good machines, (laughs) since you don't have to work (laughs) at all to get to work. It's (laughs) very efficient, so... Well, maybe I should join some sort of CrossFit gym and carry a rope from one side of the room to the other. Yeah, you can do a big, do a big tire pull. Yeah. Well... That's a nice story, Andy. I'm glad, I'm glad you overcame your judgment and you found a fellow keyboard boy carrying a tire. Yeah. I do want to know what the ending to that mail story was, by the way. You never told us the ending. No, we talked about it. On the next episode, I, uh, I mentioned that the obvious thing to do, which we didn't mention on the episode at all, which was completely obvious, was just to put it back in our mailbox. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I just put it in her mailbox because it was in my mailbox unsealed and i was like how am i going to give this to her she'll know that i opened it or think that i opened it i just put it in her mailbox so she just got it the next day and that didn't occur to me because i live in a i've always lived in places that have like a lock and key mailbox so you can't just get into someone else's mailbox but don't those places usually have a way that you can put mail into the box you just can't get it out not the apartments i've lived in they have the full like locking mechanism where like the post the post carrier brings their own special key and like opens the whole door yep exactly yeah well, I guess in that situation, you could just stick it under their door or something. Like, I don't know why it didn't occur to us that I could not have to f- have my physical face in front of her face when I gave her the letter. <laughs> I could just leave it somewhere on her property, which is mm. clearly the obvious thing to do that I'm sure everyone was screaming at when they were listening to the episode. Has that episode come out yet? It has. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I feel like I've heard that one. It's a good podcast. I like that we do it. Sometimes, because we are so late to release these, I uh, I hear an episode that we recorded months ago, and I'm editing it, so it's all fresh to me. And I'm like, ah, oh, that was funny. Uh, Andy's dilemma with the mail. Man, I listened back to episodes we recorded two weeks ago, and I'm like, this is all new to me. I remember none of this. Mm-hmm. What is it yeah, that came just, out of my mouth? Let's find out. Yeah, I, I get it. You just black out when you're done. Uh, why not? It's all, everything's new and exciting to you. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. living every day like it's my first. 